This is an ICGC Cornerstone podcast. At Cornerstone, we believe in the power of the Word of God to transform lives and empower people to influence their generation. And now, time for the message. And I want to briefly teach on what I've titled, Praying with Confidence. Praying with Confidence. Praying with Confidence. When we pray, our posture has a lot to do with how we approach God. How we see God will determine how we approach Him and how we come to Him in prayer. Uh, And it is very important for all of us as Christians to understand that when we come before the Lord and we are seeking his face in prayer, that we draw close to him in confidence. Very important. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. In this season, we are praying and we must pray with confidence as we seek the Lord. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is what he says. John says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Very important. This is the confidence that we have in him. John teaches us several things that concerns how we pray and how we should pray. And ensuring that we do it right as well. The first thing we see that John teaches us in this particular passage, John says that, and now this is the confidence that we have in him. Which makes us understand that we should have confidence in our prayer. But when we come to God and we pray to him, we should be confident enough in our prayer. Contrary to what we have been taught or we have seen, uh, that when people come to God in prayer, that they must come uh, with some kind of timid spirit or they must come with some kind of beggarly attitude. God is not expecting us to come and beg him when we come and pray. He's expecting that when we come to him in prayer, we come with confidence. Confidence, knowing who we are. I know that when we hear people pray, right, or when we see people pray, uh, and they lead us to prayer, and they say things like, oh God, I am nothing, I am just a worm, I am just an ant before you, I am just this, and I am nothing, only if you would just do, I beg you, you know, even in our music, right, uh, you know, I, I think the worship music has gotten better today, uh, those days in our music, like, oh, yeah, me, you know, me, you know, and you know, it's, oh, 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 as if that is spiritual, and, 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 and we, we, we explain our emotions uh, as a sign of faith and a sign that, that God is going to do something. God is not moved by all that. He says, he who comes to me must what? Believe that he is, number one. Number two, that he is a rewarder of those who do what? Number three, seek him. And, and, and so God tells us in the scripture that when we come to him, we must come with confidence. Because we are not coming to an enemy. You are coming to your father. 
And so you must come with confidence that when you pray before the Lord and you come to him, say, Father, I thank you. But that, 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 that this is the day that you have made. And so I will rejoice and be glad in it. Nothing around me will cause me to be depressed because it is the day that you have made. All I see is rejoicing. So I come to you, Lord, knowing that this day there is nothing that happens around me that will frustrate me. You come with what? Confidence. That is how God wants us to approach him as his children with confidence. John says that now this is the confidence that we have in who? In him. The confidence that we have is not in ourselves. It's not in our abilities. It's not, it's, it's not in our talents or our gifts. The confidence that God would do what he says he would do is not based on, 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 on the grammar that we can construct when we pray. It's not based on our prayer skill and prayer methodology. We know that God will do it because we have confidence in him. Not in us. Left to us alone, we can push only as far as our ability can take us. But now this is the confidence that we have in him. When we approach God, we come to him with confidence. Confidence. No wonder the, the writer of the book of Hebrews tells us that, that we shall come before him boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace. He says, come boldly. To obtain mercy, you must come boldly. Boldly. You are my God and you are my king. You said in your word, that, 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 that by, my, by your stripes, I was already healed 2,000 years ago. What you made available for me 2,000 years ago, Lord, I take in my life today, Lord. Every trace of sickness and disease gives way, Lord. I am healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Others may think that you are proud, but you are confident. Because you know who you are talking to. You are confident because you know who you are dealing with. That is how we pray. When we pray, we come to him with confidence. Lord, you said in your word, in Psalm 37, that I was young and now I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So I cannot beg for bread. Because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is your prayer. That is how you come before God in prayer. With boldness. That is how you must come before the Lord. That God says he will surround you as the mountain surrounds Jerusalem, so shall the, the Lord surround his own people. That, the, that, the, that, that must be your confidence. And so that is how you declare. So if somebody says, oh, I, I will do this to you, or you, I will blow powder on you. I would, uh, what, what is it? I will put something on your chair so that when you go to the office, you will not stand. Or I will break egg. I will put yam, and I will put it in front of you. This thing. Tell yam, but we can eat. You are wasting this. You are wasting the yam. And the person, I will do this. So you, you are just talking empty. Why? I, you can't do nothing. Like you say in Ghana, you can't do what? Focal. You can't do nothing. Why? Because this is the confidence we have in him. If it is left with Harialote, you can do something. But Harialote is hidden in Christ in God. And so to get to Harialote, you must pass through Christ. De defeat him and then get to God and defeat him. Then you can get to me. And so this is the confidence that we have in him. So have that confidence. When you come before the Lord in prayer, you must come with confidence that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You must come, come with confidence. The Bible says that, says that, that, that there is no good thing that he would withhold from you. You must come with confidence. That is how you, you're, you're not approaching God in prayer trying to test, to see. This prayer, will it work? You know, like somebody goes to the fetish prayer and says, Baba, will it work? 
This charm, will it work? Baba, are you sure if I blow it on her face, you will love me? Baba, will it work? No, that's not what we're doing with God. We come with confidence knowing who he is and what he would give to us as well. This is the confidence that we have in him. So as you go out to pray this week and go out to pray throughout the week or, and we pray today, you must, you, you must pray with confidence. Because you know who you are standing before. You know who you are engaging. You know who you are dealing with. You know it. It is the prayer. I remember, you know, years ago, a couple of years ago, when we, started, when we were in our old place, when we started the church, and I remember, you know, the old place was, was riddled with challenges. For those of you, most of you were not there. You are blessed. I'm telling you. But for those of you who were there, I knew Dr. Isabel, you were there, and all the rest of you who were there, you know, we had some desktop computer. Because those, those places, we had one office. The office was, I think, children's ministry was in the office. They counted, there was the cash room was in the office. All the meetings were in one office. And the room was as hot as an oven. That is why we started dressing down and we've kept it. It was not necessarily by the spirit. We just started dressing up the heat and we moved this here <laughs> as well. And I remember so well, you know, and used to steal a lot. Ah, you know, one day combo is missing. One day something is there. And it was a very difficult time. And I remember, you know, one day somebody came to steal our desktop. We had a desktop computer, I think, yeah. We had something like that. And the person came to steal it. And I remember that I was told that the thing has been stolen. So, you know, we have been praying and fasting. So I was stirred up one day. Somebody told me that the, the desktop has been missing. I said, what? I said, by this evening, if God is God, they will return the desktop. That was all I said. Because something set up within my spirit. And I remember, so, you know, when I forgot about what I said. And I remember, I think Abraham came to call me. He said, the, the best has brought back the desktop. <laughs> <laughs> I tied the desktop in some cloth. <laughs> I brought back the, 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 the thing. Something provoked in me that, no, you can't steal from me. No, no, no. That nothing. Some of you, some things have been harassing you for a very long time. This is the confidence that we have in him. We have in him. And if you know it, you come before God. And that thing must stop. It must stop. You cannot be going on. You can't go on with this situation over and over again. Begging, hoping, aspiring, wishing, desiring. No, 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 no. Cross those boundaries and command what belongs to you. Command what belongs to you. This is the confidence that we have in him. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. John teaches us that what we ask from God must be according to his will. Many who do not know God pray. And when they pray, most times they are seeking their own will. They are, they are, they are expecting that God will bless what they do without asking of whether what they are asking for is God's will or not. Many pray. Even Amor Beskarit, they pray, the Father... Let this operation be smooth. May they, may we gather everything that belongs to us. <laughs> Even they pray. Everybody prays for different things. The question is, what you are praying for, is it according to the will of God? That's a very important question that we must ask. Is it according to the will of God? Is, does, is this thing submitted to the will of God? Like Jesus prayed in Matthew 6 verse 10 that your will be done. We sang about that on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done. Let your will be done. So if I'm praying 
and I want something, I have to then go back into the Word because I'm asking myself, how do I know this is the will of God, right? I have to then go back into what God says in His Word because His Word reveals His will. And so I go back to His Word and I say, read, what does God's Word say, say about me? What does it say about me? Contrary to everybody in my family telling me that poverty is, has been running through our grandparents, down, what does God's Word say for me? In 1 Corinthians 8, that he took my poverty and gave me his riches. Is that what he says about me? Then if that's what God was said about me, then if I pray about it, it is according to his will. So, so, so you have to be able to then know, what does God's word say? What does God's word say? The Bible says, he says in his word, that children are a gift from God. And so if, if I'm trusting God for a child, that he will bless me with a child. Contrary to whether DNA, RNA, whatever NA says, he will bless me with a child. That is what God's word says. And the child he will bless me with is a gift. And a gift will be good. That is how we pray when we come. We pray according to his will for us. Because if you don't know how to pray according to his will, Satan will teach you to pray according to his lies. If you don't know it, he will teach you to pray and say certain things like, oh, and, and make you say all kinds of things. And they will sound emotional. And they will look spiritual, but they are not biblical. They are not biblical. He will couch you into pity. He will couch you to all kinds of things. Don't be proud. Don't be, don't be proud before you, when you ask God for this. Just, be, just look more boy. And no, 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 no. If it is according to his will, I'm praying it. I'm praying it. It is according to his will. It is according to his will also means that sometimes God will make you pray prayers you don't want to pray. Uh oh. He will make you pray prayers you don't want to pray. He will make you forgive and love the person that you want to shoot and you feel like shooting. You know, when people pray, you know, when people are praying, you know, they say, enemies die, my enemies die. The thunders from Mars and Orion. I command them now. And my enemies die. Strike them now. That is not according to his will. Jesus says, pray for those who despise you. He says, love your enemies. Let me say, say, love your enemies. Pray, bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. To those who spite you. He says, pray for them. Contrary to what you will feel like doing. Some of you feel like commanding the earth to open for them. Pray for them. So praying in his will will not always be like praying what you feel like praying about. But it is still praying according to his will. Like I was saying in the first service, if I was to pray for our enemies to die, are you not somebody's enemy? Eh? Answer me. Are you not somebody's enemy? Does everybody like you? The only way everybody will like you is if you are money. Are, are, you, are you not somebody's enemy? You are somebody's enemy. So if we have to pray for everybody's enemy, then everybody will die. But it says pray according to his will. You pray his word. You don't pray what you feel. You don't pray your emotions. You don't pray just your thoughts. You pray his word. To pray his word, you must know his word. So that when you pray his word, you pray right. It is prayer according to his will. To his will. It, it would be very naive, my friends, to pray that your will should be done as opposed to God's will. For it will mean that you know better than God's will. It would be very naive. 
But we don't pray according to our will. Jesus comes to the point and he says, Lord, if it is possible, because this thing is difficult, if it is possible, I know I'm supposed to come and die for them, but if it is possible, let this cup pass over me. He went back again and said, but not my will. But because sometimes eh, somebody will hurt you so bad, will hurt you, hurt you, will betray you, eh? that if you're not careful, you will feel like just, like they say in Ghana, doing them something. You will feel, somebody will hurt you so bad. And you will read the scripture that bless you and say, ah, God, I should bless him. Hey, you mean I should bless him? After all, God, can't you see all these things? You mean I should bless him? It is praying according to his will. Not according to how you feel. Praying according to his will. That is what God expresses express us to pray. So you must know his word, my friends. So you can pray according to his will. Even when he leads you by his spirit, you learn to pray according to his will. Because when God leads you by his spirit, his spirit will not conflict his word. Don't forget that. When God leads you, because sometimes people say, oh, the spirit is one leading me, the spirit is one leading me. And people in the name of the spirit is leading me have done all kinds of crazy things. All kinds of crazy things. When the spirit leads you, it will never conflict with God's word. It will never conflict with God's word. You have to understand it. When the spirit leads you, it will never conflict with God's word. So if I can say, oh, you, ah, I will marry you. No, it cannot be the will of God. Because I'm married already. Happily. I'm satisfied. It cannot be the will of God. It cannot be. Or somebody, or some married man, some married woman is chasing you. It cannot be that God is opening a door for you. It's, it's not a door. Just settle it in your heart. It's not a door. Or that somebody has stolen some money and they come and give it to you. Uh, or, they say, or, somebody, or, some, or some opportunity is there to chop and to falsify invoice. And to chop from the company. And say, ah, this money, ah, the Lord, ah, I will give my tithe. Don't bring it as your tithe. Don't, don't. <laughs> no, please. Don't bring it. It must be done right. Oh, the Lord has blessed me. This money, but you know that you have to falsify the invoice to get the money. It is not the will of God. Because the Bible says, why is it not the will of God? The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord will make you what? Rich. And what? Adds no sorrow. Adds no sorrow. Adds no sorrow. It is not from God. It is not sanctioned by God. It is not the will of God. All right? Not the will of God. And then he tells us, look at what he says. He says that, and still in verse 14, that if we ask anything according to his will, he says he what? He hears us. How does God hear us? He hears us when the prayer is according to his will. That is the only way that God hears us. So many people are praying all kinds of things. The question is, is God, what is God hearing? What catches God's attention? What catches God's attention? It is when it is prayed according to his will. Prayed according to his will is, is like a radio frequency. There, there are radio waves moving around this room right now. But if you are not tuned in, you will not hear. And, and so maybe if, if you are praying according to the will of God, you are off spiritual frequency. You are praying, but it's just... He cannot hear it. He cannot hear what you are praying about. 
You cannot hear what you are praying about. Very important. It is prayed according to his will. And then when it's according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. God wants to answer your prayer. God wants to hear your prayer. But our prayer must be according to his will. Very important. Must be according to his will. God does not promise to give us absolutely everything we ask for. Contrary to popular opinion. He doesn't promise to give us absolutely everything we ask for. No. He hears our prayer, but he acts according to his own ways and not our ways. He acts according to his own will and not our will. Very important. So we can't just think we will pray any kind of prayer and think that God will hear it. Doesn't work that way, my friends. He hears what is according to his will. And you have to learn to trust in his will. Trust in his will. If you know that God has gone ahead of you, if you know that God, God will make a way for you, if you know God will take of you, trust in his will. His will is like a road, my friends. The road, just obeying him is like a road. You are just walking on that road, seeking his will, walking according to his word, obediently living for him. And on that road, you find a blessing. You don't have to go off his will to get the blessing. You don't have to go off his will to get the breakthrough. Just keep traveling with the Lord and he will surprise you. His will, that is how his will is. It's like a road, my friends. You don't have to go off it. God says that we pray a prayer that is in line with his will. That is the prayer that he will hear. And then he says, and if we know that he hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. What does that tell us? That tells us that when God hears what we ask for, he grants our petitions. When God hears what we ask for, he grants our petition. And I, and I was saying in the first service that somebody therefore may ask that if God knows my desire, the desires of my heart, right, why then should I pray? Why then should I pray? Why should I call on his name? Why should, why should we be doing all this? If God knows the desires of my heart, he should just be able to answer it. But John teaches us that that's not how it works. And the reason why that's not how it works is because there is something called your will. Your will. And your will is very powerful. Notice in, 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 in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus had to align his will with the will of the Father for him to, for, for him to be able to go to the cross and, for, and to effect the salvation we have today. If his will was not aligned with the will of the Father, the, he wouldn't have gone to the cross and we would not be saved today. Your will is very powerful, and that is why for Adam and Eve, when, 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 when God told them, you know, I've, I've created a garden for you, everything has been set for you, just obey me and live for me, everything will be fine. When Adam and Eve chose their own will, God could not bypass it. He could not bypass their will. He could not say, well, I want to create the perfect world, so I will bypass Adam and Eve and, then, uh, and still create the perfect world I want to create. No, their will was very powerful. Their will was very powerful. And that is why all that happened happened to the world. Because of their will. Why is their will powerful? Because if God bypasses your will, on what basis does he judge you? On what basis does he judge you? Otherwise, you become a robot. You become a robot. 
And then on what basis do you even fill your dominion mandate? On what basis? Otherwise, you just control us. And then we'll be producing. You become like the app. Like whatever, chat GPT and all the inflection and all those apps. Produce a CV for me. To produce it for you. That's not how God operates. God says your will is powerful. If you align your will to my will, the prayers will be answered. The will is very powerful. Don't play with your will. Don't play with your will. God doesn't answer every kind of prayer. He hears a prayer that is in line with our will. And when it is in line with his will, he guarantees our prayer. When we pray, what are we trying to do? When we pray, we know what our will is, but we are inviting God into our circumstance. We are telling him that God, this is our will. But we want your will. We're inviting you into our situation to come and be part of the process. To ensure that what we do is in line with your will for our lives. That is what we are doing when we pray and we seek the face of the Lord. That is what we are doing when we pray. That it must be according to his will. Now many times when we pray according to his will, sometimes we think that when we pray according to his will, therefore means that sometimes autom automatically we should get everything that we ask for immediately. That will not always be the case. When you pray according to his will, you have to trust that in, in his own providence, he would make a way for you when the time is suitable. You have to understand that. So sometimes you can pray according to his will. It doesn't mean that immediately the answer has come. No. Sometimes God knows when it is best to give you the answer. Because there are certain things that if God gives them to you now, it will destroy you. It will destroy you. It will destroy you. You may think you are ready for it, but it will destroy you. It will destroy you. Years ago when I was, you know, um, uh, pastoring the youth church in, 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 in Christ's temple, you know, there was this 13-year-old girl. Uh, she came to me, you know, I was talking to her about how she's doing at school. I think she was in JHS 2, I think. And she was talking about, you know, her school and asking her, so what's going on with her life? What are her plans? And she said, you know, you know, oh, pastor, I'm in love. And I looked at her and said, hmm. And said, and I want to marry him. Look at her and said, hmm. And so we love each other. And look at her, hmm. And I've been praying to God that I will marry him soon. Look at that girl. I said, hmm. I said, if God answered this prayer now, this young girl will be damaged forever. <laughs> because she thinks she's ready to get married, but she's not ready to get She's just, you know, in, in the bubbles. Uh, but she's not ready to get married as well. I became mad if God answered that prayer. How many of you are there that you thank God that there are certain prayers he didn't answer? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. You thank God that there are certain prayers he didn't answer. Because if you had answered certain prayers, you would not have gotten certain opportunities. Some of you were praying that God keep me in this place and God moved you out. And you said, God, but why? And you ran and said, ah, God, thank you. Okay, I, I didn't see. I couldn't tell. When we pray according to his will, we trust him that he has gone ahead of us. We trust that he knows the end from the beginning. And he who knows the end from the beginning has come back to the beginning. And is now leading us to the end he has created for us already. That is what we do when we pray according to his will. When we, he hears us, he grants us. It may not happen now. It may delay. Things may not happen in the time you expect it. But when it happens, God will compress time for your sake. The Bible says he, he will make a thousand years become like a day. That means that everything that you should have gotten within a thousand years, in one day, boom, everything is happening. Everything is making sense. It's lining up. In one day, the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. And you look back and say, God, 
I see what you were doing. I didn't understand it when I was going through it. It didn't make sense to me when I was going through it. I couldn't relate to it when I was going through it. But now when I look back through the benefit of hindsight, I see your hand at work. I see your providence. I see you making a way for me when there seems to be no way. I thank you. I went through everything. We have to learn to trust him when we come and pray. When we seek his face, we have to learn to trust that he knows what he is doing. That when we pray, even in his will, when we pray, sometimes God will say no. Do you know that no is an answer? How many of you know that no is an answer? Oh, you don't know that no is an answer. Uh, you, also, you always want to hear yes. <laughs> God, give it to me. Yes. Take it down. Yes. When not? Yes. But no is also an answer. And sometimes God will say no. Say, but God, I want him. No. It's also an answer. In the Bible, Abraham prayed earnestly. Abraham was praying that God, you know, you've finally given me a child. Maybe Ishmael. Maybe Ishmael is the son of the promise. And God says, no, it's not Ishmael. I've given you a child, but there is one coming as well. It is not Ishmael. God says, no, Abraham. No. Moses prayed that God, I want to see the promised land. I've been leading Israel all through all this journey and we are almost about to see it. And, I, and I, must, I want to go to the promised land. God says, you will not take them. He says, you will not take them. You are not the one to take them. It was a no. But it was his will. David says, God, you know, I love you so much and I want to build this temple for you. I want to build something that you'll be proud of. God says, no, you will not build it. You will not build it. Your son will come and build it, but not you. God says no. No is also an answer, my friends. No. The guy that Jesus healed in the book of Mark chapter 5, the guy who was full of legions of demons, Jesus heals him and he tells Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. Jesus says, no, you don't follow me. Stay here and serve. Don't follow. Some of you want to make certain moves and God will say no. But God, I know what I'm doing. He says, no. Don't go. Don't move now. Everything looks clear, but everything may not be clear. Don't move now. And sometimes we've moved ahead of God and we've seen the consequences. And sometimes God will say, no. Everything looks cooked and prepared, but God, God still says no. Because sometimes it may look good, but it may not be his will. It may look good, but it may not be. But God still says, no. My prayer for us is that as we call on the name in this season and seek him, we will submit to his will. That you and I will not go ahead of God. We will allow him to lead us. Moses said that, God, if you don't go ahead of me, I'm not going. He says, I'm not taking a step. That must be our prayer in this season. That God sometimes will even say, no. Look at Paul. Paul was praying. Paul was going through a very difficult time. That's the amazing thing about Paul. He was going through a difficult time, a difficult moment. And Paul is praying. Like we would normally pray if you're going through a very tough time. Right? You will pray that you know, things will get better, things will ease up. And Paul is praying. I mean, Paul, this is Apostle Paul. I mean, this is the guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament that we are reading today. This is the great apostle who nobody has matched his impact since he died. Is impacting Christianity has not, has not been matched up till now. 
This is Paul. And Paul is going through a difficult time. And Paul is saying, Paul is saying, God, there is this thorn in my flesh. And the Bible doesn't tell us what the thorn is. But it's a difficult situation that Paul is wrestling with. And God, Paul says, I came to him that God take it away. And God says, I won't take it away. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. And he says, my strength will be made perfect in your weakness. God says, I know you are going through it, but you will come out of it a better person. That was what God was teaching Paul. That sometimes God will say, no, stay in it and finish it. Wrestle with it because I have something better. Is that the will of God? Yes. Sometimes God will say no. And today we want to pray that we will have the strength to accept his will. To accept his will. Because sometimes the road to the will of God is... Thank you for listening to the message. God bless you.